Welcome back to the Road of Life podcast and a very happy new year to everybody. We're just starting off 2024. So we thought we would spend today's episode talking about the lessons we learned in 2023. Yeah. Make it a bit of a two-part episode, really. We'll start this week with the lessons we learned in 2023 and then springboard that into next week's episode of goal setting and you know, what we do for goal setting, how we goal set, what the process is, what's important to us, and all that kind of good stuff. Little little uh, spoiler for next week. A little spoiler for and next my week. And vo- I don't know, can you t- hear my voice sound different? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm dealing with this cold, so uh, I got the sexy voice this, this time. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right, so 2023. Yeah, big year. Huge year. Yeah, lots happened. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also... Didn't meet expectations in a lot of ways, like exceeded expectations in a lot of ways, and didn't meet expectations in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it. Well, it's it's actually going to be one of my lessons. Um, I guess we can just dive into the first one. Yeah, sure. And it's really just like a lot can happen in a short, like a lot can change in a short period of time. Like you have all of the best intentions in, on January 1, 2023, and you set all these markers for yourself, all these things that you want to accomplish based on what you see from your limited viewpoint mm-hmm. on that day. Mm-hmm. And you're projecting out one full year. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how even just a few months into the year, Things change and what you thought you were going to focus on or do completely switches and Mm -hmm. goes in a completely different direction. So the first lesson, I I think it's something that I've, I I think, known um, in theory Mm -hmm. before, but it really hit me this year. Like this year was more different for me like things change dramatically mm-hmm. this year more than most years for me and i think it's you know as you get go along this entrepreneurial journey things like that happen where i was in the corporate world your goals largely were the same all year and it it, it didn't have that same effect on me yeah whereas since we've undertaken this entrepreneurial journey yeah it's and this year in particular it was very much like on January 1, these are the five or six things I'm going to do. Like, nope, no, not well, even close. <laughs> you know, a bit of a spoiler for next week's episode, I guess. But it was really funny and kind of fun to read the letters we wrote to ourselves on New Year's Eve 2022 about, you know, what we thought the year was, how the year was going to unfold and the yeah. things we were going to do. Yeah. And reading that letter in some ways was great. And in other ways, it was like... <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that in more detail next week. Yeah, but to your yeah. point here, yeah, like came nowhere close to doing that, no. and and in fact, completely changed gears, completely changed trajectories because things can change really fast, and you don't always see it coming. So I think the first lesson is that is that it's it, a lot can change in a short period of time, and don't let it, don't let it take you down. Mm-hmm. Like just because you had and on January first in that limited viewpoint that you had that you were going to do these things and you didn't do them. Don't get so tied to that because on January 1, you thought that was going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, go with the flow a little bit. The universe is working in your favor. So start to, you know, just move with the waves and, and set, you know, as you go, you know, 
figure it out. You'll change your, change your goals as you go. So that takes me to one of mine. It wasn't the one I was going to start with, but it takes me to one of my lessons for this year from 2023, which was to ditch my attachment to the timelines. Like when I set goals and I set a timeline with them, cause you know, that's what a goal is. I think, I'm, you know, I'm expecting to achieve it by a certain date. And so there were goals I set for 2023 that I didn't achieve yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, all of my life, I think to this point, I've been pretty attached to the timeline. Mm-hmm. Like when I look back on my life, like I didn't love turning 30 because I hadn't hit the milestones I thought I was supposed to hit. Right. You know, by whose metrics, I don't know. But yeah. you know, what society kind of tells you the all these things. The comparative reality that you totally. get into. Yeah. And so I think I've always been somewhat attached to the milestones and the timelines. And, and so in 2023, it really hit me sort of towards the end of the year that, yeah, I'm not going to hit some goals I set for myself for 2023 yet. Like mm-hmm. release my attachment to the timeline because mm-hmm. I'm not in control of the timeline. I'm in control of my action, like my intelligent, incessant daily action, the things, the habits, the things that I'm doing to move me in the direction of achieving the goals. But I am not in complete control of the entire universe and every factor that impacts whether I hit my goal by a certain date or not. Yeah. And so... I need to release a bit of that need to control the timeline because I don't have control over that. And understand that if it's important enough to you, at some point you will you'll do it. Like it totally. And, yeah. to, and to your point from your first lesson, things change and maybe it's not going to be that important That's to right. me anymore. Yeah. But if it is, I'll get there when I'm supposed to get there. And so there's an element of which, you know, as a recovering control freak is tough, but an element of trust the process surrender to the process it's going to happen when it's meant to happen and stop trying to control the timeline because i don't have control of the timeline mm-hmm. so that was a big lesson i took out of 2023 mm-hmm. i think um and th- that's a great one on the heels of that something that hit me this past year is and I, and i think it's been something that's that i've similar to the first one been thinking about for a while, but it really came to the forefront this year is that the thing that you think is hard today or impossible to do today will eventually become second nature tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like those things that are stopping you from moving forward today. If you just start to just start and then build some momentum, eventually that thing is like, not even a speed bump. It's just a little, it's, it's nothing it, like it's second nature to get past that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I would spend so much time worrying or thinking about these things that in the grand scheme of things really aren't big fears or big worries like it it doesn't turn out to be what you thought it was going to be and now those things are yeah okay it is what it is and that's uh that's tuesday and now we're gonna move on and do it yeah i figured that out like like i figured everything else out to this point in my life and it when you said that it made me think of this podcast like yeah we didn't have a freaking clue how to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah still kind of don't. We're just winging it. Totally. Yeah. But at least like the technology side, there was a lot of things. Yeah. We had to learn in order to be able to 
put this podcast out where other people could hear it. It's one thing to figure out how to record it just between the two of us and what are we going to say and what are we going to talk about and how does that part work? Yeah. The the part that was, I don't know how to do it and it's intimidating is is all get out. was like the technology. Like you need to have like a platform on which to upload these episodes and figure out how to get them onto the different Spotify's and Apple's and Audible's and you know, there, there was a, a lot of tech. There's, there's way more tech that goes into this than I thought. And yeah. it was super intimidating. I didn't, I had no idea how to do it. Yeah. And then you just figure it out and it's it. not that hard. Yeah. It's way more intimidating before you take the step yeah. than after you just start trying to figure it out. And I think an important one, and this is maybe like a sub lesson of this, is that the longer you take to start, the worse it gets. Yeah. Like you start to build it up in your mind as this big, scary thing yeah. where if you'd just done it, it it wouldn't have had the time to morph into a bigger snowball in your mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like you figured out everything else in your life to this point. You're going to figure out whatever the thing is right now too. So just take the first step. Exactly. And so I guess it kind of relates. I'm not going to worry about trying to relate all mine to all yours. I'm just going to no. jump in with the next one. Just jump in, McKay. It, it's find the win because it's always there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find the win when you think you failed at something or it didn't go the way you thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's never a failure because there's always a lesson. So mm-hmm. if you can take a lesson out of the obstacle, then it's a win. Yeah. There's always, either you succeed, which is a win, yeah. or you figure out a lesson, what, wait, the way not to do it, or, or a, more, a deeper, a bigger lesson from whatever it is. So yeah. either you succeed or you fail and you find the lesson. So either way, it's a win. So find the win. There's this, always one. I love this one. And... and similar to that is like change the rules so that you always win yeah like don't and and i'm gonna get into a story in a second but it it piggybacks off this is like like to your point there's always a win find it and if you can't change the rules so that you do win yeah and there's nobody better at that (laughs) than nate totally our nephew our nephew nate he he'll be a he'll put on the pads and get in the net in hockey and he'll tell me, he'll talk smack the whole time going down the stairs. You're not going to beat me. I'm going to rob you and all this stuff. And then he'll put on the pads. I'll take the ball and I'll shoot it. And if I score, he wasn't ready. <laughs> if I score, nope. That was, that was against the rules. That went off the wall or whatever. Like that, that's no goal. You have to shoot it straight at me. You can't trick me. Yeah. <laughs> he changes the rules so that he always wins. So, and at first it was like, Nate, you can't, you can't do that. Like you got to play by the, and then I was like, no, Wait a why, second. why would I tell him that? Because yeah, in, it, there, there's a fine line there. There's sportsmanship and all that, but, mm-hmm. but I love that he always finds a way to succeed and always find a way to win. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to not try to take that from him, mm-hmm. but also still instill in him the benefits of losing being a sp- sports sportsmanship Mm -hmm. and in sports you are going to lose you are going to win in that you learn something about yourself and your Mm -hmm. team and all that stuff but you might lose the game Mm -hmm. um so it's a balance there with him but i it's a lesson that he taught me this year both of us for sure yeah that change change the rules so that you win totally because there's like i said there's always a win and so I think it's important based on, you know, our last episode to celebrate that, Yeah. celebrate the win, whether that's the lesson or it's the success, whatever it is, celebrate the win. 
and the, I guess, you know, sub bullet of this one for me is for the, for the failures, for the obstacles, for the times you have to find the lesson. I'm, I'm taking away that I'm seeing those lessons now as the prerequisites to my success. Yeah. It's almost like I need to have, I need to hit all these lessons. I I have seven lessons. If If I knew that I had seven lessons, I needed to learn to live the life of my dreams, to achieve whatever, whatever the goal, the big giant goal is that I'm striving for. If I knew that I had seven required lessons to become the person I need to be, to learn the skills I need to learn. If I knew that there was seven, I'd be in a real hurry to make those mistakes and learn those lessons so I could hit the seven so I could achieve the goal. And so if I start seeing those obstacles, those times that I fail, those times that I fall down, if I start seeing those as like, check that's, that's the price another, of, that's, that's the price of admission that's the price of my goal yeah so I, I hit another one good for me i learned another lesson that i need to learn to get where i need to go yeah. then i'm going to be a lot more excited it's going to be a lot easier to celebrate yeah. when i fall down and figure out why i fell down than not figuring that out in the first place and it's not and, and the more you condition this before the easier it gets in the moment it's mm-hmm. not easy in the moment when you have that failure and you're like Oh, I really I, thought I was going to nail that. Sucks. <laughs> I that did not go the way I want it. Mm-hmm. But if you condition it beforehand and and, and you sit in that for a second, mm-hmm. but then you okay, but here here's the lesson that I took from that, mm-hmm. and that's a win. And now I'm going to leverage that, and I'm going to do better next time, and I'm going to and it's going to get me to the where well, I want to go. And we did that a couple of weeks ago. Like we got kicked a couple of weeks ago and sat in it for a minute, but then it was like no, the lesson here is we need to stay where we are. We need to stabilize. You know, we, we took the lesson that we needed yep. to take from it and we move forward. And so to your point, yeah, you sit in it for a minute because you're, you know, pissed off or whatever. You're frustrated. And then it's like, wait a second. I needed something from this. And yep. it, you get there faster when you've conditioned it ahead of time. Yeah. The next one is um, what really hit home for me this year with all the things that we did all because it was a big year we went we we reviewed it this this past weekend and Mm -hmm. we did we we got up to a lot of things and we were in a lot of places and with a lot of people and thinking back on the year it's life is just so much better when it's done with cool people when you're having fun with an amazing community of people Mm -hmm. I found that you know some of my fondest memories of the year and if I go back the year before it's the same thing is that a lot of the best moments were building relationships and community with other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the events we've gone to and the relationships we've built, like this year we were, I think almost every month we were somewhere with someone. Mm-hmm. Well, know, but we went to six like formal events, but even outside of those. Yeah. There was like a road trip from one event to another mm-hmm. event back in like, I think February. Yeah. And there was a, an event in March and yeah. Pizza it was, night in February. Yeah, pizza yeah. night. Like there was, it was just so many times where it was not so much what we were doing as much as it was who we were with. Yeah. And so I think going forward, um, putting yourself in a place and focusing on making sure that you're doing the things that you want to be doing or doing things with the people that you want to be doing them with. Mm-hmm. Pr- prioritizing. Relationships and being around the people that you love and care about. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, it wasn't always easy this year to get to the events and get to the people and be around the community. It wasn't always easy. No, a couple of them we almost didn't go to. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up going mm-hmm. and, you know, there's no regrets. It, it was it was lovely. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we probably would have regretted it more had we not gone. Far but, more. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's really just you know life is better done with cool people. Mm-hmm. It's all about those relationships. At the end of the day, when 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 you're signing off forever. It's not going to be the things that you, the to-do list, the check boxes that you did, the things mm-hmm. that you accumulated that you think about. It's going to be the people that you did it like, mm-hmm. did, that did that you did life with, the relationships you built. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to think about. So um, that was just reinforced for me this year. Yeah. Um, so for me, my next, the next sort of hard one lesson from 2023 is that no one's coming to save me. It's all up to me. It's not. You know, it's not about what you can do for me or what a coach or a mentor or anybody else can do for me. It's all, it all comes down to me being able to take, do it for myself. No one's coming to save me. And what I like about that, it's a little bit scary, but mostly it's super powerful. It's super empowering. Like mm-hmm. to our point a few minutes ago, like I've, I've overcome, I've figured out everything that's come my way so far. Mm -hmm. And so one of the lessons I've learned this year that goes along with this is I'm way stronger than I think I am. I have figured out everything I needed to. I've come through everything I, and we'll talk about this more in a future episode for sure, because I learned this real loud and clear a couple of months ago. And so Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that story more in a future episode, but I'm stronger than I think I am. And you know, it's up to me to come through and learn the skills I need to learn to get me where I want to go. It's not up to you. It's not up to anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's up to me. And I can do it because I'm stronger than I think I am. Because like I said, I've come, I've come through everything to this point. There's nothing, there's not one shred of evidence that says I can't, I can't figure out the next thing. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to get through the next thing. And so it's all up to me. That yeah. was my that was my lesson. Yeah, it's a great one, and I have one that's um, piggybacks off that a little bit. It's similar, but I think I'll save it for the, when you tell your story, and mm-hmm. and and I'll tell it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Yours, you'll tell it from your perspective, and we were together. Yeah, it was in Peru, ish, so we'll tell. And, yeah. and I'll tell you <laughs> my Side you know of it. yeah experience. Yeah, with there's it. it's one story with two different perspectives, and I think that'll be interesting for folks, but. Um, yeah, it is. It's every every you come it's it's interesting because, you know, you as you build this life for yourself, you build all these relationships, but at the end of the day, like all these people everywhere, everywhere mm-hmm. you go, but at the end of the day, you came into this world by yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to leave it by yourself. Everything that is to do with your life mm-hmm. re- it revolves around you. It's it's and, all relies on you. And it doesn't discount the relationships or no. the support you get, you know, no. it, it's all up to you. But at the same time, it's no fun and it's not possible to go through the world all by yourself and go through everything all by yourself. Totally. So see, you do see, see the lesson before this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To, totally. Yeah, exactly. And so it doesn't discount the cool things with cool people. It doesn't discount the support from the community, the support from your friends and family. It doesn't discount any of that. It's, and yeah, you're stronger than you think you are and it's all up to you. Yeah. And, um, another one that kind of, so, so that's a great one. Mm -hmm. Piggybacking on that is you can't always rely on things outside your control. (laughs) In fact, mostly you can't. (laughs) Right. Um, things are not going to go your way all the time. Sucks, but it is the way it is. 
people will not always follow through and do what they say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. People are going to, well, they're humans. Mm-hmm. People are going to be humans. And this isn't, some people may, maybe are malicious, but most are not. And most people are, have the best of intentions. They set out to do the right thing, but things happen and they don't always do the thing that they say they're going to do. And you cannot allow that to derail the rest of mm-hmm. your life or what you've got going on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really like an, a B to your A of, of this lesson that you just shared is that you're stronger than you than you know mm-hmm. and also you know when you think something's going to happen but someone doesn't follow through with what they say mm-hmm. you can also get through that yep so it's um you know we've we've had issues where you know people say they're going to do a certain thing they don't follow through and and it is what it is and we just course correct and we mm-hmm. just okay well that's not in our control that's their decision that's what they've done here and now we're going to figure it out for ourselves. We're going to, what, what's within our control? Mm-hmm. What can we manage in this situation? Focus on that and you're, and you're, you're always going to be better off. And that's been a big lesson, I think, over the last few years, but the last year or two specifically for me, and I, I was talking to people about it when we were in Peru, it's like, I'm a recovering control freak. I think you've got an element of that in you as well. (laughs) (laughs) And it's redirecting that control over the things that I actually have control over. Because it's incredibly frustrating to Mm -hmm. try to control other people or situations that you don't have control over. And it just creates stress and anxiety and, and it's, al- it's almost life. like you're out in the middle of the ocean treading water and you think you're going to get somewhere and, and like thinking that you're just not like it's out of your control. So, mm-hmm. so control what you can control and release the rest and you'll be happier for it. Yeah. Like it, I, I like controlling. I like everything to go exactly the way I want it to go. Like for sure. That's my default mechanism, but that's just not how life works. No. And so I've become happier and less stressed by focusing on what I can control. And you know, Mel Robbins left them theory, her most listened to podcast of 2023. Let them. They want to go do something that you think is incredibly inefficient or whatever. Let them. Because mm-hmm. you don't have control over it. Let them. Yeah. And so that's been a, a game changer for me. Okay. So what's my next one? Oh, huh. and this is. My next one we is got a doozy coming. <laughs> this was a, this was a, I've learned, I learned this a couple of times uh, this year. <laughs> the universe saw fit to, to, to teach you this one a couple, a couple times. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick it up the first few times. So yeah. I had to, I had to learn this one a few times. Yeah. I think most of us get those lessons. Yeah. yeah. And so this one is feel it. Yeah. I'm a big avoider of the negativity, like feeling the negative stuff. I don't yeah. like to feel the negative stuff. I like to avoid feeling the negative stuff. Which means the negative stuff sticks around. Yeah. And so what I've learned this year is to let myself feel it, even when it hurts. And it sucks, like for sure. Feeling negative stuff sucks. Like there's just no two ways about it. But let myself feel it, even when it sucks. That's the fastest way through it. Mm -hmm. Trying to avoid it makes it last longer. It's, you know, it's like the story Greg shares with the, the bison and the cow when the storm is coming. When the bison senses the storm is coming, 
it heads right into it. It, it goes for the storm because it gets through it faster. When the cow senses the storm coming, it runs in the opposite direction. It runs away from the storm, which means when the storm does eventually catch it, it's in it longer because it's traveling with the storm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, trying to avoid the stuff I don't want to feel makes it last longer than if I just feel it, identify it. I mean, what am I feeling? Try and put a name on it and you know, let my body, let myself feel it. And then it goes away, like within a minute or two, usually. Mm-hmm. Or I spend days, weeks, months trying to avoid feeling it. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I, I had to learn this one a few times because I, I didn't I didn't get it the first couple of times. But let myself feel it, and then it will just go. I feel like this one's especially hard for people who aren't, quote unquote, don't see themselves as emotional mm-hmm. people. We're we're, pe- we're human beings. We're all totally. emotional, but some of us f- don't associate or identify identify as someone who is as being emotional. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's even harder for folks who fit into that category. Mm-hmm. Or and I'm fairly emotional. But you're I- very <laughs> emotional. We we can watch an episode of damn anything. near damn near anything, and you'll tear up. And it's, you know, it's... <laughs> I teared up an NYPD Blue last night, I think. <laughs> so it, it's, it's one of those things that um, it comes easier to some people than others. Mm-hmm. But um, hearing that, that you had to learn that several times and, mm-hmm. and being um, what I would call an emotional person... Mm-hmm. My emotions run close to the surface. For yeah, me. but for a lot of people, they don't. And this is going to be a really hard lesson for a lot of people to to track with. Mm-hmm. And I think for, and, and I would say that I am one of those people who their emotions don't run as close to mm-hmm. the surface as you. For sure. And, but it, it is something that I'm, I'm getting better with mm-hmm. and, get, and and understanding like I, I feel something because of this situation, you know, old me would have been like, okay, let's put that over here somewhere else mm-hmm. and never open that again. Mm-hmm. And, but then it comes back to haunt you at some point when, when there's you, some trigger in your present and you're, and the, and this box just opens. Open. Yeah. It pops open. There's a Jack in the box and this thing hits you right in the face and you don't know how to react. Mm-hmm. And so, and usually when it's the most inconvenient. Oh, for <laughs> sure. So I think it's, yeah, it, over the last you know year or two, really understanding it when you, when you, when that bad thing happens or that feeling that you don't like shows up, just sit with it for a second understand it don't judge it Mm -hmm. and just feel it where like feel it going through your body like and 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 analyze it a little bit like Mm -hmm. why am i feeling this where where am i feeling this and and then again no judgment and then just you'll find that it just dissipates Mm -hmm. disappears for me the the two big questions i think that help me the most with it like identifying it so that it will leave is like actually articulating what the feeling is. Is is it frustration? Is it grief? Is it sadness? Is it what, you know, Mm -hmm. put a name to it. And then where do I feel it in my body? Yeah. And then just that, that tunes me into the moment. Yeah. Like it it makes me mindful in the moment. So I can identify, trying to identify where it is in my body makes me really aware of the feeling. I feel I get when something like that happens, I get my shoulders tense up like mm-hmm. my shoulders will go up by my ears almost like and I'll tense up upper body like mm-hmm. just rigid um or I'm more like my heart's either in my throat or in my stomach and my mm-hmm. stomach gets really tight like it clenches on me mm-hmm. I may start to sweat like yeah. those are my general sensations 
Another lesson I learned this year, or it was reinforced whether or not I learned it in the past, I'm sure I have, <laughs> and it, the universe saw, me fit, saw fit to teach it to me again, is that, and it kind of is similar to one we already talked about, but I'm, I'm noticing as I go along that, not just for me, for everybody, because we, we go to all these different events and hear all these different talks and we hear podcasts and we read books and fear is the single greatest roadblock to all human in like anything we want to accomplish as human beings progression yeah Yeah. fear is the single greatest roadblock to almost anything we want to accomplish in the world Mm -hmm. that's wild when you think about it Mm -hmm. Like it's not your capabilities. We all feel it. It's not your capabilities. It's not mm-hmm. it's not the resources. It's not it's not any number of things that we usually would attribute it to. It's mm-hmm. it's actually just fear. Mm-hmm. And if you got over that fear and you took the first step and you start to build momentum, it's amazing the things you could accomplish. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is we probably should have said this at the beginning of the podcast is we came up with our lessons separately. We didn't come up with them together. Um so I don't know what you're gonna say next and you don't really know what I'm gonna say next. Um so I've got one all about fear too. So I think we'll jump in and talk about fear. Like, yeah. Let's just talk about all the fear at the same time. And so for me, similarly, my lesson that's kind of based on fear is to never make decisions based on fear because everything worth doing is scary, hard, or uncomfortable. Yeah. And so fear is always there. Fear is, fear is always present. And I have a whole sort of tirade on why I hate the the call to be fearless because it's freaking impossible. Like we're, everyone feels fear. Literally every human on the planet. We're hardwired for it. Totally. To survive as a species, we have to feel it. Yeah. But, but history or, you know, society has taught us to like any, like when it's scary, that's a bad thing Mm -hmm. and avoid. No, what we need to do with fear is get used to taking action when it's present. Mm -hmm. Fear just means something's going to change, right? Like yeah. fear is just like your, yeah. you know, your hackles getting getting up because something is uncomfortable, something is different, something is weird, something is not the way I want it or need it to be, something is going on. So I've got fear, you, generally fear of the unknown, but there's fear present. Although we'll, we'll we'll do a whole episode on fear, I'm sure, but we have to get used to taking action with fear there. And you know, Jen Gottlieb talks a lot about putting fear in the passenger seat because it's always going to be there. So put it in the passenger seat. Hi, fear. I see you. You're there. That's cool. I'm still going to drive the car. When you let fear drive the car, who knows where you end up. That's when you're in trouble. I'm going to drive the car. I'm making the decisions. I'm taking the action with you, fear, sitting there beside me. Yeah. Let fear drive and you'll end up in a ditch. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And so I found myself trying to make a decision earlier this year. And when I... I don't know. I I had a moment of like, I I went through all the reasons in my head why I was leaning towards the decision I was leaning towards. And then it was almost like I had this brief moment of clarity, like a gap between like that I could see clearly. And I realized that the rationale I had for leaning the way I was leaning was fear. I was afraid that I was going to have a certain outcome. Like, you know, fear of of, of failing, fear of you know, worrying about what other people are going to think, like fear of not being able to, like, you don't have the skill. Like, fe- It was all fear-based. And it was like, I just had this single moment of clarity that like, am I really going to make a decision? Cause I'm afraid. Yeah. 
like, I don't, that, that's, that's not the right call. And so that moment of clarity, let me kind of back up for a second and say, what if I didn't make it based on fear? What if I made this decision based on, you know, hope for the best possible outcome? Like, like I like to say, what's the best that could happen? And I was making this decision. I was leaning towards the decision based on worst case scenario, based mm -hmm. on what I was afraid might happen if I did it. Mm -hmm. And so it became super clear to me in that moment that you can't make decisions based on fear. Like you, you just can't. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Period. End yeah. of story. Yeah. And so I think that that raises the question, well, how do you know what's intuition and how do you know what's fear talking? Because yeah. they're both there. Um, depending on how much practice you have at, Listening, listening to your, to your intuition, yeah. you may or may not hear it very well, yeah. um, but they're both there. Yeah, I feel like early days, if you're not super in tune with your intuition, your gut, that's going to be a real like whisper. Whereas fear, I feel like, is like a like a a reaction almost. Like yeah. it's like a a reflex. Like it's like oh that. Well, and I wish I we had this on video because you just literally like your body constricted. Yeah, and so for me that fear when fear is talking there feels like a contraction there's a in reaction my body. there yeah like i i shrink i like i constrict i contract like yeah. fear is a contraction whereas for me when the little voice ex like makes me feel expanded makes me feel bigger makes me feel hopeful makes me feel maybe still afraid like it, i may still be afraid for the outcome but i'm hopeful i'm excited there's potential to me that's intuition yeah that's cool uh any more um i have one more okay what is it oh wait yeah i have one more it's gratitude changes everything yeah because it changes you it changes your frequency it changes what you see it changes how you respond yeah it it changes everything and it kind of piggybacks off the there's always a win there's always something mm -hmm. to be grateful for in totally life. there's always something even on your worst day yeah you're better off than 99 percent of the people on the planet if you have shelter food clothing things like that there's like, like you're for. literally better off than 99 percent of people in the world like if you didn't have a gun pointed at you today like that's a win like there's a lot of people in the world who can't say that mm -hmm. there's bombs going off around them. There's, you know, they can't drink the water. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's just so much to be grateful for that. And, and if you do, you're, you align to that frequency of gratitude. Like mm -hmm. it, it brings you out of, in, into a better place in the world. Yeah. I just love that it, it, when you start practicing gratitude, it changes how you see the world it changes what you see which changes how you respond to the world and the things that happen which literally changes your reality and i had a moment of like such clarity on gratitude this year and i i you know i i could see a, a lot of things that i lived through in my life that i thought were miserable in the moment like i hated experiencing them in the moment but when I looked back on them with gratitude, I was so grateful for having experienced them because it brought me something better. It brought me to where I was. It brought, you know, it brought me yeah. whatever, whatever each one of them taught was. you a lesson potentially. Totally. Yeah. And so without all those negative experiences I had, I wouldn't have 
gotten where I am. And so I had this like just real moment of clarity on being grateful for the shitty things that I've been through so far in my life because without them, I wouldn't be here. And so it just, gratitude wasn't a new lesson for me, but it was made really clear this year that practicing gratitude changes your reality. Hmm. Like it, it just, it's a very simple it's free. Habit. It's free. And it's a very simple habit. And it pays dividends. Like, you know, we do, I think, several different gratitude practices, like, you know, the gratitude journaling for sure in my journal, but also just the feeling, the gratitude practice, like when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night. And I, I think it, it literally changes your reality. And to your point, it's free. It's simple. It's just a habit. Everyone can do it. Yep. So I think that's that's the lessons for 2023, and I think it's... We didn't count them. I think there was 11, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, whatever. they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them blend together yeah. and all that, but um, and I don't think the number is important. It's just the, the fact that, you know, we, we stopped and, and did a, a review of 2023 and mm-hmm. reflected on the year and found that these were the, the things that kind of jumped out at us, mm-hmm. and... I think it's really valuable, insightful exercise to do that I would invite everybody to try to just look back on their year and and what did you learn Mm -hmm. and, you know, be intentional about it because, you know, if you don't learn the lesson, if you don't take it away, the universe might see fit or (laughs) will see fit to teach it to you again until until you get it. So, um, you know, just... I, I, I would invite people to take that time and, and do that same similar exercise of what did you learn this past year? And then uh, next episode, we're going to talk about goal setting mm-hmm. and how what, we set ourselves what, what up that, for success. What in that process is. So yeah. like we, like we say, if you get any value mm-hmm. or if you, you know, liked what you heard, uh, it, it would mean so much to us if you, you know, shared it or liked it or left a comment just to let us know uh what resonated for you and uh it, it always helps to these uh, mysterious algorithms yeah and it helps, it helps us, us get in front of other people yeah reach more people which mm-hmm. is all, always our goal is to to help as many people as we can so anything you can do uh would be super appreciated we'll sign off and we'll see you next week all right bye everybody Go to life, yes you are.